Welcome to an inspirational message from Creekwood Church. We hope that you have an encounter with God and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. Well, good morning. It's good to see you guys. Hope you're having a great weekend. How many of y'all are loving this cold front that we have experienced? It's awesome. Some of y'all actually are wearing coats today, you know. No, it is great to have you guys here uh, this weekend with us, and a huge honor to have you if you're a guest with us today, and thank you so much for being here today. I want to take a moment, and I just mention a couple things to you before we get into our teaching. Uh, You know, at at Creekwood, summertime, it just kind of ramps up for us, and so much is going on. We have uh, a lot of mission trips happening this summer. In fact, uh, a team just got back from the Dominican Republic, and uh, next weekend, we'll be talking to you a little bit more about that and sharing some of the pictures and just uh, some incredible stuff that's been happening uh, through the ministry there in the Dominican Republic. But I do want to take a moment and just mention to you that um, our uh, student ministry this week will be at camp. And um, a lot of you guys, when you think about your life, um, your life was changed when you went to camp. And going to church camp was so huge for you, and, and we're just believing God uh, to do some incredible stuff in the lives of our students, amen? I know there's a lot of parents here of teenagers that you're going to be praying and fasting because you're like, my teenager is a heathen. He needs God, or she needs God this week. So, But be praying for them, and also pray for our, the adults that are going to serve because they need prayer. You know, teenagers don't want to go to bed at camp. They stay up all night, and adults like to go to bed. Amen? And so just pray for them. We're believing God to do some great stuff this year at camp, and and we always love to hear the great stories and and just the life change that happens at camp. So thank you so much. And I I also want to just mention this. You know, so many of our students don't have the money to go to camp, and it's because of your generosity and you're giving that we're able to send some of the students that are not able to financially go, that we can give them scholarships and things like that. So thank you also for your giving. If you want to grab your Bibles today and go to Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter 2 is where we're going to start out at. And we have been in this series this summer, part of this summer, we've been in this series that we've entitled, You've Got What It Takes. And, you know, I kind of like this music to this video. I'm like, doesn't it make you want to, like, fight or something? (laughs) It's like it just gets you in this mood. I I know I don't look like a fighter, but I'm like, I want to, like, get in a fight or something like that. But anyways, um, it just kind of pumps you up. And we, we, we believe that God has created all of us. And, and given us these unique giftings and talents and things that God has a purpose for your life. And so we've just been unpacking that and, and looking at what has God called us to do in our life. And today, just to, to start this off this morning, kind of to have a little bit of fun, I want to ask you to participate with me today. And I'd like for you to, if you look on your seat, there should have been a name tag and I know some of you are like, man, a name tag. Is our church starting to be like the name tag church? No, uh, we're doing a little exercise today. And I want you to take that little name tag. There should be a pin near you. If you look in front of you, there should be a pin. Take that out. And I want you to write your name on that name tag. Um, just write your first name on there. And then what I want you to do is write what you wanted to be when you were a little kid, 
What was it that you wanted to be when you grow up? I want everybody to, to participate, help me out, and just write out whether you wanted to be a fireman, policeman, nurse, doctor, or whatever it was that you wanted to be, um, and, and write that out real quick for me. Now, some of you are having to do some thinking, and I know that, but um, if you get done, what I want you to do, and, and I want you to take about 20 seconds, and I want you to turn to the person next to you and just tell them about that. Why is it? What did you want to do? What was your dream job? Just come on, everybody participate and just tell for about 20 seconds, tell them about what your job would look like. All right, all right. Some of y'all are getting a little carried away. <laughs> you know, last night on the sa- at the Saturday night service, you know, you never know what I'm going to say at the Saturday night service. It's a lot of fun. If you've not been to our Saturday night service, I want to encourage you to go to it sometimes. But I said just out of the blue, like a stripper. I'm glad my wife was out of town last night because she probably would have got on to me for saying that. But people were like laughing so hard. I was like, somebody said something funny here. And so maybe somebody wrote down that they wanted to be a stripper. And what well, was kind of awkward. But anyways, uh, you know, all of us, when you think about when you were a little kid, what you dreamed of being. And you, you think, man, we could spent a lot of time talking, and, and some of you kind of maybe forgot, and it kind of clicked in your head that you were like, you know what, you wanted to be this so bad, and you knew if you got to be what you dreamed of being, you would be happy. And now you jump 20 years or 30 years down the line, and you, are, you jump to the reality of your now, and it doesn't match up. You're not doing what you thought you were going to be doing. In fact, the job that you have, you hate your job. You don't like it. You are like, man, I can't believe I'm doing what I'm doing. This is not making me happy. A lot of us, we went to school, you went to college, and you, the number one question you asked is, well, what can I be that makes the most money? I want to do something that makes a lot of money. And you, you, you kind of bought into that and you went to college and now you're working every day. And what I was trying to think of an illustration about how we feel a lot of times in our jobs and working and just kind of growing up and doing work and jobs. And I was thinking about this, that a lot of us, this is the way we feel is that on Monday morning, you're going to get up and you're going to get some rocks and you're going to go to work and you're going to take these rocks and you're going to take them to work and you're going to, you're going to have them there. And then at five o'clock, you're going to get your rocks and you're going to go home. And then when you get home, you're going to put your rocks there. And then the next morning, Tuesday morning, you're going to get your rocks again and you're going to pick them up and you're going to get on 360 and lose your salvation you're going to head to work work, and you're going to take your rocks with you. Maybe you'll come home on Cooper. See, 
See a bunch of demon-possessed drivers? <laughs> Cooper, I don't know. Got the billion lights. You get, you know, and you bring your rocks home. And like your whole job, you're, this, is, this is what you're like, yeah, that, that describes my life. I just move rocks. That's how you feel. There's no purpose. You just kind of, I get up in the morning and I go to work and I wait till I get off and I can't wait to get away from my coworkers because they're all jerks and they're weird. And I got to get my little rocks and I got to go home and, and, and you just are in the business of moving rocks and there's no purpose, no meaning, no fulfillment to your life. And I think I'm talking to a lot of people that that's where you're at. You're just like, Pastor Stephen, that's kind of how I feel in my life. I'm, you know, a realtor or whatever, or I work at Walmart, Target, wherever you work. And you just feel like you move rocks and there's no purpose, no meaning, no fulfillment in your life. And you are like, you know what? I, I don't know what this is about, but I don't like this. And, you know, you've never really stopped to think about your life and you just kind of are moving rocks and you're like, even you're sitting here today and you're going, Pastor Stephen, I like that little illustration. It describes my life. But I'm too busy moving rocks in my life to stop and think about what's going to fulfill me and what's going to bring meaning to my life. I just got to move rocks because I got to pay the rent. I got to pay the bills. That's my life. And let me just say this to you. Nobody is going to force you to ever stop and think about your life and your work. You can keep moving rocks the rest of your life with no purpose, no meaning, no fulfillment. And that's just your life. But do you know that an interesting study that that actually in prisons, they used to, as a form of torture to prisoners, they used to make prisoners move rocks from one field to another. They would make prisoners take the group, the big old rocks and move them to another field. And when they moved all those rocks to that field, they'd say, now I want you to take those same rocks and move them back. No purpose. That actually these prisoners, a lot of times would go insane because there was no purpose to what the moving of the rocks, they weren't doing anything with their life. I think some of you are kind of there. You kind of feel like, man, I am going insane because I hate my job. How many of y'all? No, don't raise your hand. (laughs) But this is, man, it's like we're we're moving rocks and we're miserable and we're like, you know what? I need to find another, another place to move rocks because if I could just get another job, I would be happy. How many of y'all know people, don't raise your hand, not you, but you know people that are never happy at their job. They are always hating their boss. They're always hating their coworkers. They always hate what they're doing. And they always think if I can just change jobs. What if I told you that, that you can find no matter what you're doing in your life, no matter what you do with your life, that you can find fulfillment and meaning. That you can find your purpose. It doesn't matter what type of work you do with your, in your life.
I want to show you this. And I want you to start today by helping me think through this today and think about what is the real purpose of work. I mean, when you think about it, at the end of the day, when God designed this whole idea of human labor, what was he thinking? What's this all about? Was it just to pay rent or for you to pay your bills and we're supposed to just go to work? Or I know some people think, well, God designed work as a form of punishment. It's punishment because of Adam and Eve's sin. And I, I don't believe it's punishment because God, in fact, uh, instituted labor and work before the fall. So that there's, there's got to be a lot more to the fact that, that we, we work and we do and what we do with our lives. And in the midst of us moving rocks, that, that what God's purpose for our lives, we've got to pull back the layers. Because I'm going to just address what I feel like a lot of you are thinking that you think what I'm going this morning to tell you is that what everybody needs to do is quit their jobs. I know you want me to tell you that, but I'm not. <laughs> but you think that what I'm going to do today is tell you that you need to quit your job and come up to the church and start working because the only people with purpose and fulfillment are people that are in the ministry. And that's what a lot of us think. We think, well, you know what? I'm just a plumber or I'm just a realtor and I don't have meaning and fulfillment. What I need to do is quit my job and I need to go and work at the church because that's the only place I'm going to find fulfillment and purpose. And I would tell you, listen to me, that's not biblical. And I'm not going to tell you to do that because that's not what I want you to do. I, I want to show you this because this is not common. Not, not, this is not uncommon. In Ecclesiastes 2.4, listen to what he says in this scripture. And, and, and I'm just going to kind of skip around to show you this. He says, I undertook great projects. I built houses for myself and planted vineyards. I made gardens and parks and planted all kinds of fruit trees in them. I made reservoirs to water groves of flourishing trees. He's talking about all of his accomplishments. All of the things that he's done. He's, he's got the bigger office. He's got all this stuff. And then he gets down to, to verse 11 and he says, Yet when I surveyed all that my hands had done and what I had toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless. A chasing after the wind. Nothing was gained under the sun. In other words, what he's saying is, is you know what? What I was doing with my life and I accomplished all of this is just meaningless. It doesn't mean anything. And I'm going to just say this to you, that, that as long as you don't have purpose in your life, you're always going to be mad at your boss. You're always going to hate your job. You're always going to hate your coworkers. But when you start to discover your purpose in the midst of moving rocks, it changes everything. You know that when you discover your purpose in life, it changes the way you wake up in the morning. When you discover your purpose in life, it changes the way you view your resources and your talents and, and, and your giftings. It, it, it changes the way you view people in your life. So to back up just a few moments, when you talk about how do I find my purpose, you, you got to go back to creation. And 
Understand that you and I have been created in the image of God, and God is a purposeful God. God is a purposeful being, and we were created in his image. So all of us are purposeful beings. We were created to have purpose. This is why in the midst of you moving rocks and whatever you do in your life, if all you're doing, if you're looking for fulfillment in just moving rocks, you're going to be miserable. Your being, you were created to have purpose. And God is a purposeful God. What is God's purpose? It's to fix and to redeem and to bring redemption to this broken world. God's purpose is all about restoring people's lives. That's God's purpose. That's what God is about. And this is going to kind of blow some of your minds because some of you have never thought about this. Maybe you're new to to Christianity and, and, and faith. But do you know that actually God has carved out inside of every single one of us a role for us to partner with God's purpose that he has for this planet? That God has actually carved out inside of, with your life, that your giftings, your experiences, everything that you have walked through in your life, your failures. Next weekend, I'm going to talk a lot of, continue to talk about on this topic, but some of us, man, because of what we've done in our life, we think we're, we're disqualified from finding true purpose and, and fulfillment in life. And God's actually, if you start to understand this, is that God, God has actually carved out and God has, has created us to partner with him. Now you take this this understanding that God is a purposeful God, that God created us in his image, and so we have to have purpose. So you have to stop and think about this, is that if you try to find your purpose in the wrong thing, it's never going to fulfill you. And what happens is most of us have, have gotten our wires crossed in life, and we've started to make our life about things and profit. And now listen to me, the Bible is not anti-profit. But the Bible never talks about that the true treasure of your life is profit. The Bible teaches us that the true treasure of your life is people. The true treasure in your life, it's people. How do you connect the dots? The way you connect the dots is that it doesn't matter what kind of rocks you're moving in your life if you understand that the treasure's not found in what I do. It's in the people that God puts in my life to connect with. This is why some of you listen to, God's put you at the store, at the company that you work at because it's not about what you do. It's about the people that God has put there for you to connect with, for you to make a difference in their life. You wanna find fulfillment and purpose in your life? Stop making it about this and start making it about the people that are connected to what you're doing with your life. This is why it's so important for you to get out of your head that God's just got, if God would just give me another job, I would get fulfilled and and, and find purpose. Some of you, I know that you're not going to like me saying this, but some of you are hating the job you prayed for. (laughs) You, 
I know you're not going to like me saying this, but you, some of y'all, like, you actually called your life group together, and, and y'all got together, and y'all prayed. Y'all held hands. And you were like, y'all, if Jesus just gives me this job, it's going to be like, you're going to see me like, I'm going to give like a shout out to God. God's going to get all the glory and praise. God gives you that job, and you were praising God that night. The next day, by 5 o'clock, you're hating the fact that you are moving rocks. You're moving the rocks. And after a while, you're bored with it because it's not bringing purpose and fulfillment in your life. You've got to move beyond what you do and in getting your identity from what you do and seeing that your identity and your fulfillment is found in you understanding your giftings and your talents were created. God has carved out inside of you for you to make a difference in people's lives. The true treasure of your life is people. You want to find purpose Find fulfillment in your life. Start making your life about the people in what you do. That means when you, if you're a contractor, you show up at somebody's house to to do work, you're starting to say, God, why did you put me in this place? God, how can I make a difference in, in their life? That means if you're, a realtor, and God connects you with somebody, and they get in the car, and, and, and you're driving the, them around. You're not, you're not thinking this is another dollar. See, most of us view, don't view people as a treasure. We view people as people that are in our way from accomplishing what we think is the true treasure, and that is we want to get more money, and we want to get more accomplishments. And we're going to either use people or we're going to try to get rid of people to get out of our way because we're trying to get to where we're trying to get to because we think if, where's my rocks? Okay, I forgot where the rocks are. I left them at work. Pastor Keith told me in between service, he said, you keep leaving the rocks at work, you got to take them home sometimes. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Where was I? Okay, I was talking about the rocks. It's so easy to, to get this mixed up in life. And I, I want to encourage you to, to start to embrace where you're at in life. Embrace the job that you have and say, God, I thank you that I have this job, that you are a big enough job, God to get me out of this job when you get ready to move me on. And if you want to hurry up, I'm okay with you hurrying up, getting me out of this job. But as long as I'm in this place, God, the true treasure of me being in this place is that I am supposed to be about people and making a difference in their life. So just in a practical way, how does this look? When you step back and you start to think about how does this look? How do you find purpose? And, and I want to just give you some practical questions for you to ask yourself if you want to write some of these down. Is Number one, you've got to ask yourself this question. Is who am I to, to serve? Who am I to serve? Who is it that God's called you to serve in your life? You think about in your life... Um, who, who is it that God has called you to serve? 
Who, who has God put in your life? Like I think about Jim Hampton. And you, you have a conversation with Jim Hampton. He's in our church. You cannot talk to him for very long before he starts talking to you about the homeless people in Fort Worth. He cares about the, the families and individuals that are homeless. He is all about probably every single Saturday of his life, he's going to go down and he's going to work with the homeless. That's what he cares about. He knows he's been called to serve them. You have a conversation with Grady Fowler. Grady Fowler... He knows he's called to help people that are recovering addicts. I, I think about it in my life. I, I have, and it's taken a long time through the ministry, in, in the ministry for me to understand this, but I know that God has called me to serve the unchurched. God has called me to reach the unchurched people. I know that as you're here in church and you're going, I thought God called you to to. To, to reach the church people in the city. No, God didn't call me to reach the church people of the city. You know, when I moved here um, 13 years ago to start Creekwood Church, Mansfield did not need another church. We cannot be a church for church people. If we become a church for church people, and this is just about church people getting together in a holy huddle, what is the world going to see? They're only going to see rear ends. Because that's all you see when people are in a huddle. And I'm not telling you up here, standing up here and going, yeah, I care about the lost. God had to deliver me of a lot of religion. And get me to a place to say, if you really mean business about starting a church and reaching people, you're going to have to be willing to understand I'm calling you to serve unchurched people. Listen, listen, this is why, and it's one of our major values here at Creekwood is to serve. This is why you're going to see a lot of the things that we do on the weekend around here. It's, it's, geared to, it's geared towards you being so comfortable inviting the most unchurched person that you have that you are so confident that you can invite them to come to this church because you're like, you know what, it doesn't matter how unchurched they are, they are going to come and they're going to feel the love of Jesus Christ at Creekwood. Who are you called to serve? I, I think about, there's, you know, there's this guy named Jesus. I probably should have put him at the top of the list, but I didn't. Do you remember what Jesus said? Jesus said, I've come to seek and save who? The lost. Jesus was called to serve the lost. Number two, the next question you need to ask yourself is, where am I to be? Again, don't overcomplicate this. We complicate. Some of you have been praying about God's will and God's purpose for your life and for 20 years. You're not doing anything but just moving rocks because you're, you're like overanalyzing. Listen, if God's called you to reach unchurched people and you care about unchurched people, there are unchurched people in Detroit and there's unchurched people in Destin, Florida. And if your company calls you and says, hey, we're going to move, you got a choice to move to either Detroit or, or Destin, Florida, God's will is for you to move to Destin, Florida. <laughs> All the people from Detroit are going to hate me. Now, don't overcomplicate this. There, listen, there, there, there are so many 
places that, like, I, I know for me that, that the place that, that I know that God has called me to be is Mansfield. I love this city. I love it. And, and for some of you, maybe it's that say, you know what, God has called me to be at, at this company. I know this is where I'm supposed to be. God has called me to be here. I, I don't like it. There's, there, there's some complicated jerk, you know, jerks at my work, and I don't like it. But I know God's called me to be here because God's going to use me to change and make a difference for their lives. Think about Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa, the place she was called to be was Calcutta. You need, to, you need to get that processed inside of your heart. Where is it that God has called you to be? Whatever place it is that God's called you to be, be there. Be all there. Engage and understand that this has never been about moving rocks. But in the midst of moving the rocks, the jobs that God gives you, you see the people and you see, God, I am so excited about the fact that in the midst of moving these rocks, we are going to rock this world for your name. That you're going to use me to change people's lives. Find the place. Number three, the problem. What's the burden? What, what, what is it that, that you, when you think about in your life, that it upsets you. What it, what is it that when you're around it, it around a, an injustice, a need, it makes you angry. It brings you to tears. I know when I have a conversation with my my brother-in-law that is a coach and 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 he's talking about a lot of the students that come to he he's a coach at, at Kennedale and and he's like, "Man, there's so many students come they they haven't eaten." Their mom and dads are on another planet, and, and, and the, these kids are hungry. And he, he, it's what he's passionate about. I mean, think about in your life, what, what is it that, that, that frustrates you, that, that brings you to tears, that, that inside of you, you're going, man, God, this is not right. This should not be this way. See, do you know that God can show you that in the midst of moving your rocks back and forth in your life? And it, again, it does get it out of your head that this is about what you do in your life. You need to move beyond this and embrace your moment, embrace your job and say, God, what is it? What injustice, what is it that you're calling me to? For some of you, maybe it's that you... You, you are noticing single parents. And some of you have no idea what single parents go through. They're single parents. That they got three kids, and they're working a full-time job, and they're trying to raise those kids and be a great mom or be a great dad and work this job. And it's a nightmare. They need help. And you're noticing it. And it's so easy to, to do this. Let me just say this. I know some of you are not going to like this, but I'm going to just say it. It's so easy to want to call the church up or to email the church and say, Pastor Stephen and Pastor Brad, Pastor Keith, or whoever you're contacting, say, man, I see this need. We need to do something about it. And what you're communicating is just saying is, won't y'all go do something about it because y'all are the church and I'm just going to stay home. 
And what I want to tell people with that, that tell me about that is I want to say this. is that like, listen, God's the one showing you to do it. God is showing, and I'm not trying to be offensive here, is, but God's going to show you things. And God's going to put families in your life that you, you need to be a part of making a difference. That doesn't mean the church is not going to join you and help you. But for you to just, there are, I'm just telling you, there are people out there that love to point out all the needs, but they never want to do anything about it. I'm like, God's showing you needs and God's showing you things. Why? Because God wants you to, to do something about it. To make a difference. What's, what's the burden? I, I think about, there's, there's a girl in our church. Her name is Jennifer Fielden. And like, she is like, so passionate about helping people get healthy and get out of unhealthy habits. Uh, um, just like you talk to her and she is all about eating right, working out right, just in doing it in a healthy way. And she connects this spiritually and in just in a powerful way. She's got incredible ministry. She's connected to, some of you might have heard this, it's called IPrayFit.org. And it's just an incredible, just organization of a, a Connecting spirituality with working out and eating right. This is just one girl that, that has gotten passionate about it. She lives here in Mansfield, comes to our church, has started at her own gym. It's crazy. Why? Because she's passionate about that. She has a burden for that. What is it in your life? What is the unique problem that God has called you to solve? And the last area, number four, is how am I to engage? This is an important question. I wish I had 30 minutes to just talk about this, this last area because it's, it's when you start to think about how are you going to engage the situation that God has called you to, 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 to help in, the injustice that you see, the problem, the, the difference that you want to make. What, what is it? See, how it's connected to how you engage is that you have to first understand that all of us are completely unique. That God has created us, God has designed us uniquely with gifts and talents. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says this, for we are God's masterpiece. He has called us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do good things he has planned for us long ago. That is incredible that we are God's masterpiece. Some of you aren't getting that or you would be more excited about it. You are God's masterpiece. Your life, everything that has happened in your life, is, it is God's masterpiece. Do you know that you are a work of art? Some of you need to go home. Some of you men need to walk in the house today, open up the door, look at your wife, say, baby, you're looking at a work of art right here. I am a masterpiece. I'm a work of art. Your wife's probably going to go, okay, go, go mow the yard. <laughs> you are God's masterpiece. And God wants to use this great work of art that he has created with your life to make a difference, to do something. And when you start to think about 
again in your life? Who am I to serve? And God starts to show you the people that God wants you to make a difference and where it's supposed to be and what's the burden and how I engage. You understand that, that God begins to put all that together because you are a work of art, and God's, God's been working this all along. The reason you got the job you have is that God's been working it all along. The reason the friends that you have, the reason you have the neighbors that you have, the reason you've connected with certain people, it's all been a part of God's master plan. God is working on a masterpiece. And you want to get excited about your life and find purpose and fulfillment and understand that, man, I live an incredible life, is that you move beyond going... Man, I'm, I'm moving rocks, and most people would look at what I have to do to move rocks, and it looks like a miserable job on the outside, but on the inside, I'm one of the most fulfilled, purposeful beings on the planet because I've discovered God's plan and purpose for my life. You know, in just a few moments, Pastor Keith is going to come lead us in communion, and we're going to close the service today with communion. And I cannot think of a a more incredible illustration of of somebody on mission, somebody on purpose that said, I'm going to do something about this great injustice. That our God would send his only son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross. That he had a purpose. And that was to save us. And do you know that God has uniquely created you to get on board with him and say, God, I'm ready. I am ready to be used by you to bring more people to you God, I'm ready to love like I've never loved before. You know, there's people in this room right now that you you are the kind of person that never gives up on people. There are people in this room that you've been gifted with just incredible generosity. Other people will tell you, man, don't help that person. Don't do this. Don't do that. And God has gifted you with these things. There's people in this room that God has gifted you with incredible resources. You got more money and you know what to do with. Make a difference. The true true treasure of your life is people. I want to ask you to bow your heads for just a few moments today and And I just want you to spend a few moments in reflection. Just lock yourself in for just a few moments right there where you're at and just, just talk to God. Some of you, man, you haven't thanked God for your job in a long time. And it allows you to provide for your family. And just talk to God and say, God, help me to see that you've given me this as a, as a tool, as a means to to fulfill my true purpose in life. 
Just spend a few moments there just talking to God and realign this in your life. Get yourself refocused and prepare your heart today to begin the best chapter of your life. Thank you for listening. For more messages and information about Creekwood Church, visit us at creekwoodchurch.com.